Welcome to the Created to Be podcast. I'm your host, Bill Anderson. And today we're going to take a dive into what do I mean by this threefold strong? It's going to be a foundational show. It's going to set the tone from here going forward because everything we're going to look at is going to fall into one of these categories, physical, mental, or spiritual. All right, so starting off today, we're going to take a look at this. It might feel like a, like a little bit of a Bible study, but that's okay. And again, that's the perspective that I'm coming from. And so that's what I want to kind of kind of set the tone here with. This whole, this whole idea of threefold strong uh, comes to me with being physically strong, mentally strong, and spiritually strong. I think this is what makes up the whole man, if you will. And when I use that word man, I'm talking about the person, okay? Don't get hung up on, well, females count too. I'm including them as well. In fact, in the Bible, when God says he created them, he created them male and female. And so let's not get hung up on that verbiage. When I say man, I'm talking about everybody, okay? So when God created us, he created us with this, if you will, kind of threefold uh, kind of three areas, three mindsets. Some people call it the Trinity. Some people call it the the spirit, the mind, the soul, the body, soul, the spirit, however you want to look at it. I define it as the physical, the body, the soul, the mental, the spirit, the spiritual. And so let's take a look at that and kind of get where I'm coming from. Now, some of the references that I'm going to use to build my case here are, are going to be used loosely. So when we start to look at some of the physical aspects of, of training the body, and when I look at that from the spiritual standpoint, uh, you know, you we can't get so rigid in the fact of, hey, when I'm looking at the body and I look at the physical body of Jesus, and then when I start training the physical body that people come back and go, well, I thought you said the body was Jesus. And so why are you working out and training self-defense and things of that nature with the body when the body is, is Jesus and, you know, exercise profits the body little and all those references. Okay. Um, I think you'll get the idea when I, when I bring it all together. First and foremost, last week we talked about the gardens, but before he put man in the garden, he created them. So we're going to start there. And this is in Genesis chapter 1, verse 26. And I'm reading out of the, the New King James Version. And God said, let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, over the cattle, over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. 27, so God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him, male and female, he created them. Okay, so when you look at it in context within verse 26, we were made in God's image and in his likeness. Now, he used the word R. So who was he talking about? Some people believe that he was saying, hey, he had a council of angels. Um, I don't agree with that statement because angels cannot create. So he's not talking to a, an angel who does not have the ability to create and say to them, hey, let us, you and I, angel, create this being. Even though you don't have the potential to create, let us create. 
That doesn't make sense. And so when I look at this, I look at the, uh, the Trinity, and um, I believe in the Trinity, and I believe in the Father, Son, and the Spirit. And so I believe when he's saying this, he's saying, let us create man in, in our image, in the context of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, okay? Um, is that the likeness? Is that the image? Uh, I think those are two different things. Okay, in our image would be the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. But in our likeness, what does that mean? Well, it tells us. It tells us there in 26, our likeness is having dominion over creation. Okay, so they are to have dominion over the fish, over the birds, over the cattle, over all the earth and everything that creeps in it. So the fact that you were built, created, in the image of God, in the likeness, I should say, means to have the capacity to rule over creation, to have reason, to have moral, to have consciousness, to have all these things that that is in the likeness of God, okay? And so I think that helps us understand of what that image means. So I break it down this way, going back to our, our image, excuse me, our likeness is what that means, but going back to our image, Again, pulling in, I believe that when you look at the the physical portion of that, that would be the body. Now, I understand that the body was created out of the dust of the earth. And so I'm, I'm, going, I'm going way deeper than that. Uh, hey, let's take a little field trip real quick. This is kind of interesting. When, when God said, hey, in verse 24, let the earth bring forth living creature. And then he also said, let the sea bring forth the sea creatures. Let the heavens bring forth. It was interesting when he got to the creation of man, he said, let man come from us. Kind of cool, right? Uh, he created man out of, the earth and, or out of the earth, out of the dust, and then he breathed life into him. So side note there that the creation of man is very different than the creation of, of animals because animals came through the earth they came forth out of the earth mankind even though his shell his body was built the essence of life that was given to man came from god and that creation came from god okay so going back to um the first portion here of the threefold strong the the body the physical i believe in john 1 14 it tells us that the word became flesh and so that word flesh is how we can relate with God. I understand this to be, to be Christ, that Christ became flesh and dwelt among us. Um, in 1 Corinthians 12, 27, it says Christ is the body, speaking in the body of the church, that he is the body. In John 2, verse 21, Jesus is talking about destroying the temple, and he alludes that he says, hey, I'm not referencing the actual physical temple. I'm talking about my body, which is the temple. And then in 1 Corinthians eleven twenty four, uh, this reference that we use in communion, it says, this is my body. Jesus is saying, this is my body, which is broken for you. Um. So when I look at this and we look at how we experience God in the context of the physical, the physical being the body, we see Christ. Okay, and so threefold strong, when I look at the body, I see that image or that portion being Christ, 
Okay. So to be the complete man, to can be the complete person, you want to be strong in all three areas, the body, the mind, the soul, if you will, and then the spirit. And that's what it means. It's interesting in first Corinthians when, when Jesus says, Hey, this is my body, which is broken for you. He's referencing the crucifixion. There was one prophecy that was fulfilled in the crucifixion of Christ in the fact that his body was not broken. There was no bone that would be broken, which traditionally they would break the, the, the legs to help the process of the suffocation of the crucifixion so that the person would die faster. They wouldn't be able to lift themselves up and continue to breathe. And so the leg would be broken. And when they got to Jesus, they broke the two thieves' legs and they got to him. They had seen that he was already dead and they pierced him, but they did not break him. And so when you look at that, and like, well, what does that mean then? Because a lot of people believe that the, the beating of Christ and the spilling of the blood and the, the piercing and the fact that he died is, is the broken body. I would, I would kind of challenge you on that because Jesus in Matthew 26, 26 through 28, he's talking about my body is going to be broken for you. On the cross, on the cross, Jesus cried out and he said, my God, my God. Did you know that's the only time Jesus ever referenced God as God in the New Testament? Every other time that Jesus referenced God, he said, my father, my father. However, when he's on the cross crying out to God, he doesn't say, my father, my father, why have you forsaken me? He's saying, my God, why is that? What's, what's changed? Well, we believe that upon the cross, Christ receives the sins of the world. And we know that God the Father cannot be in the presence of sin. Can't be, you know, can't be there, right? Because God is 100% light and he can't dwell with darkness. Neither is the Holy Spirit. And so could it be, if we go back to that first thing that we talked about, that the complete man is the physical body, the Father being the soul, and then the spirit being the Holy Spirit. Well, with the Father and the Spirit not being able to share the space, if you will, with sin, that they had to leave. And so with that separation, Jesus now can only refer to God at this point as God because he was full of sin. Could that mean, could that be what Jesus means is that my body is broken. Remember, Adam was created, and when he sinned, he fell. He said, if you eat of this fruit, you will surely die. Now, he wasn't talking about a physical death because otherwise he would have taken a bite and he would have physically fallen dead. That didn't happen to, to many years later. Surely that would come as part of that curse, but what he was talking about, he's talking about he spiritually died. When Adam took of that fruit, his body too was broken. When somebody becomes a new believer, there's that term that you're reborn, that you're a new creation. And so when you believe 
and you're reborn and you're a new creation, there's a restoration, a new body that's created. And you are once again complete. So I find that just kind of interesting that um, I think that that's what he was talking about. And, and it ties back to this whole idea of, of threefold strong, that in order to be the complete person, right, we got to be physically strong, mentally strong, and spiritually strong. Um, and we see Jesus was physically capable of, of doing the ministry that he was sent here. Okay, and so that's kind of the take that we're gonna we're gonna launch off with with um, the body portion of this. They tie together because in John fourteen nine, um, Jesus is talking to Philip, and you know Philip's like, "Hey, I want to see the Father," and Jesus responds, and I'm, I'm paraphrasing all this stuff, and he says, "Hey, Philip, you know what? If you've seen me, you've seen the Father, because I have the mind of the Father, right? Uh, not entirely." Because Jesus even says, no one knows the day or the hour, not even me, but only the Father in heaven, right? So, so this starts to move us from the physical body into what we would call the, the mental portion. Now, when you look in, in the Bible and you start to look at the original Hebrew with, with the soul, with the heart, the cardia, right? It's talking about not just your, your heart, your beating heart, but it's talking about your emotions, your intellect your subconsciousness, your consciousness, all these things, your thoughts, all of these things is what makes up the soul. And this is what we take to heaven with us, okay? Your, your thoughts, your emotions, all these things will go to heaven with you. Your physical body has to die. You'll get a new physical, you'll get a new body, right? Um, and that's, that's, that's scripture that, that you'll get a new body. Jesus says, I'm going to go to heaven and make a mini mansions for you, right? And make you a mansion. It's a new body. Okay. Um, and then, you know, if you believe in the rapture, which I believe in the pre-rapture of the church, I believe that in that snapping of the finger, twinkling the eye, if you will, you're going to receive that new body on the way up. Okay. So in Romans 11:34. We, there's this question that's pulled out of the Old Testament. It says, who has known the mind of God? I mean, who was there to give God counsel? Job talks about. God is asking Job, were you there giving me counsel when I created things? You know, who, who do you, what do you know? Who has given the mind of God? Who has given God his mind? Who knows the mind? Well, nobody, right? God has that. First Corinthians chapter 2, verse 16, we get that same question. Who has known the mind of God? Now, there's a tie there, a follow-up that says that Christ has the mind of God. And so the two come together that as you get to know the mind of Christ, you get to know the mind of God. But again, I'm pulling in that the, the, the threefold strong, the, the soul portion of that uh, is, is, is the father portion. Um, in Romans chapter 1, verse 20, we see this, that his invisible attributes are clearly seen through creation, that we can see it, we can see the effects of it, we can see the mind of God, the power of God, um, but we can't physically touch it. That was with Christ. We could physically touch Christ, those that were with him in that time. And then in Hebrews chapter 3, verse 15, it says, those who hear his voice, you know, know his voice. And so 
how do you get to know the mind of God? Well, we do it through the physical um, presence of Christ on the earth and the things that he did in his body ministry. Um, and now we move to the next portion, which talks about the spirit, the third portion of this, if you will. There's no order of importance, by the way, right? They're, they're all equal. They're all the same. Um, all three of these, and even in the image and in the likeness, all reflect to the glory of God is what they all point to. And that's a great question for you to have, by the way. As you're living your life, as you're doing these physical things, as you're doing these mental things, as you're doing these spiritual things, are they glorifying God? Um, that's a it's a great question to ask yourself. In, in any of these activities that we talk about going forward, because we're going to start to break down, you know, how do we build the body? How do we build the mind? How do we build the spirit? And as we do that, we're always going to ask that question. How does this activity, how does this thing that we're doing um, bring glory to God? Okay, so back to the spiritual. In John 3, 6, it says, flesh is flesh and spirit is spirit. So there's a distinction and there's a difference. Some people believe that their flesh is spiritual. Mm, no, remember your flesh came from the earth and that flesh is going to die. Um, when you die and when you go to heaven, right? And then at that time of that rapture, you're going to be given that new body. Those people that had preceded us in death, the Bible says, is sleeping. Um, they're going to be given a new body. And so that old body of the, of the dust of the earth is gone. And you're going to get a new spiritual body that's going to be able to, to inhabit the heavens, okay? So flesh is flesh and spirit is spirit. There's a difference there. And it's interesting when you look at that because the first spirit is capitalized and the second spirit is not. So could it be that the Holy Spirit communes and talks to our spirit? Do they coexist? Do they, do they inter, uh, intermingle, if you will? Um, it could be. I mean, check it out in Romans 8, 16. It says, the spirit bears witness with our spirit. And so you get that spiritual check. Um, then in John 4, verse 24, it says, God is spirit. And you are to worship him in spirit and in truth. That's an interesting verse in itself because it kind of brings the other two aspects back into it. So if God is spirit, the way I worship him is I worship him in the spirit and then I worship him in the truth. And what does truth come from? Jesus says, I am the truth, right? So we see the truth through the physical um, events and things that Jesus did on earth, his teachings, his, um, his ministry, if you will. And then we also know the truth being the truth of God that was given to us through scripture, the mind, right, the truth, uh, and then the spirit. So they all kind of tie back together, which I find is super, super interesting, okay? So with that understanding, again, we're going to loosely go back to this whole threefold strong. I want to be 
strong physically. I want to be strong mentally. And I want to be strong spiritually. And, and we can go into some deep dives with this whole mental things. Hey, meditate on these things. Think about these things. Whatever is pure, whatever is peaceable, whatever, you know, that whole mind cleansing thing. Um, meditate on God's word. Psalms 119 is, is just full of talking about God's word and how important it is that God's word is a lamp unto our feet. Um, the physical ability that we kind of talked about a little bit last week is am I able to do things? Okay. Uh, am I able to have dominion over the fish of the sea to rule over them? Am I able to do that? Am I able to subdue? And then we'll get to it here in just a second when we ta start talking about the gardens. Am I able to tend and keep the garden? That's going to be the big question. So as far as the physical portion, I think it's important, okay? Um, the mental, right? We got to have a strong mind. We got to think soberly. We got to think clearly. Uh, that's one of the dangers, folks. Just saying, it's one of the dangers of of distracting our mind with uh, with chemicals or with drinking or with drugs or whatever. Um, taking our mind uh, to to bad places, um, watching and inputting bad things into our mind because it contaminates that process, and then we're no longer able to think soberly. If you're sitting there watching whatever particular news channel you're watching and they have their their slant, whether it be right or left, right, and they're constantly feeding you their version from that side, and then all of a sudden, that's now how you think. That's it. And some people can say that with religion. Some people can say, well, you're 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 hammering that into us and you're trying to program us. Never will I ever do that with you. I'll say, here it is, and you decide for yourself, right? You got to start asking these questions. What if? Why do you believe that? Why do I believe that? You know, especially when it gets into some of the sciences with things like, you know, evolution and all these things. And it's like, why do I really believe that? Do I believe that because so-and-so said something? I mean, there's a lot of people out there, and even if they've got you know, doctor after their name or professor after their name or whatever after their name, even pastor, teacher, uh, reverend, whatever. I don't care what that is. Are you, are you believing what they say just because of that? I mean, there's a lot of doctors out there that are wrong. There's a lot of uh, politicians out there that are wrong. There's a lot of pastors out there, teachers, reverends, whatever you want to call them, that are wrong. And what you need to do, and what I'll challenge you to do, is even don't even take my word for it, right? Acts 17.11 that, right? And what do we mean by that? Acts 17.11 says, be like the Bereans. Receive the word with readiness, right? Hear what's being said, and then go search the scripture to find out whether these things are so, right? So we should never just be spoon-fed. Hey, this is good for you, because that's what the world wants to do. Say, okay, you know what? I'm going to verify for that myself. And that's what I challenge you to do, even with the conversation that I had with the whole, you know, 
image of God and the likeness of God and you know how does God Jesus represent the the body and how does you know God the Father represent the mental things you know um, please don't take my word for it you know be that Berean but also don't just discount it don't just say well I don't believe that or you know so and so told me something different you know you're accountable for your own beliefs did you know that you are accountable for your own beliefs you can't I don't care what you believe in, but you can never at the end of the day blame your beliefs on somebody else. Well, that's what so-and-so taught me. That's what so-and-so said. That's very dangerous living, by the way, okay? So to be the complete person, we want to build all three of these equally. We want to spend the same amount of time building our physical, our mental and our spiritual. And so now when you're starting to plan things, you can look at your schedule and one of these days we'll, we'll get into time blocking and we'll look at our schedule and go like, hey, am I balanced? There's a lot of talk, a lot of conversation, a lot of, a lot of books about being balanced. Well, if you're not balanced in these three, something's awry. A lot of people are super spiritual, okay, in the fact of the spirit. But they're not, they lack the physical. They lack the mental. A lot of people are super smart with the Bible, and they lack the whole spiritual side of it. They lack the physical portion of it. Guys, you can sit there and explore this and kick this around in your mind and have different looks at it. And, and be like, I'm all about serving, but I'm not about studying. I'm all about studying, but I'm not about spending time with God in that spiritual sense, building that relationship. I'm all about spending time with God, but I don't study the Word of God, or I don't go out and serve. You see, you're out of balance. So it's a good idea to take inventory of your time and look at these things. Now, okay. So how does this play into the garden thing? So remember, in Genesis chapter 1, he created man. And he created man in his image and in his likeness. Already talked about that. Now, in chapter 2, verse 15, Then the Lord God took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to tend and to keep it. Okay? So the complete man comes first, and then your garden comes second. Now, not all of us were put into um, the Garden of Eden, obviously. And if we get literal with it, not all of us are farmers. But man was built for a purpose, to tend and to keep the garden. So now today, you're still made in the image and the likeness of God, right, with that threefold strong. And being threefold strong, I'm able to tend and keep my garden. That's how I do it. I tend my garden and I keep it. That's two different things. And so we talked about this a little bit last week when we said, hey, it's a great picture. of If I have a garden, I have to bring in the proper soil. I have to fertilize it maybe. Maybe I'm composting to build that soil. I got to till it up. I got to loosen it up. I got to plant the seed. I got to water the seed. 
I got to put down protection, okay? I got to put down protection against, you know, um, bugs, uh, critters that might want to come eat my stuff, okay? Got to protect it. Um, I got to protect it against weeds. You know, if weeds start popping up, what I got to do? I got to pull them. Uh, then once the the plant starts to grow, I might have to prune it. And pruning is a very hard thing. I do not like pruning because I think I'm doing damage, right? Plucking off those um, those branches, those leaves, those suckers. If you're doing tomato plants, you're picking those off, and it just you're like, I man, isn't this hard? This has got to be harmful, right? I'm pulling those perfectly healthy looking thing off but it's useless. It's not going to produce any fruit. And so that I have to go through that pain of removing it because I want the other branches to produce fruit. I don't want that energy going to non-essential branches. That's a lesson all in itself, right? A lot of us have a lot of suckers in our lives and, and it looks good. It's green and bushy and lots of leaves, but there's no fruit. And maybe you got to pluck that thing. Maybe you got to prune it. Maybe you got to pinch it off. Okay. Um, so going from there, once the, the, uh, fruit starts to grow, it buds out, flowers out. Oh, maybe we got to bring in some, some bees or something to pollinate. Um, we have to fertilize some more. Right, make sure that that plant has what it needs to to grow the fruit. Uh, I gotta water it. I gotta make sure it has the right amount of sun, not too much, not too little. Uh, gotta make sure that the temperature is good. Uh, all these things. That's what it means by tending and keeping. So, again, what's your garden? And so we're gonna get into that with a whole nother podcast. But understanding of why you're created. And the complete man sets up the ability to tend and keep the garden. Now, if I'm failing on these other three, okay, I'm failing in the physical portion, I'm failing in the mental portion, I'm failing in the spiritual portion, I'm not going to be able to tend and keep whatever garden it is to the best of my ability, We ended last week's podcast with that encouragement of, you want to hear those words, well done, my good and faithful servant. So if I'm handicapping myself, Paul, when he talks about running the race, you know, having the weight, get rid of the weight, the excess weight, so that you can run in a manner to complete and not only complete, but to win. We're carrying a lot of weight around and we're hindering ourselves. We're handicapping ourselves because we're not living as a complete body. Going on from there, the Lord does all these things. Um, tells him, you know, to, to name the animals and go and subdue the earth and all these things. Again, that's the foundation. So this is going to be on the shorter side uh, of the podcast, but how are you doing? Are you failing on any one of these? 
Well, going forward, we're going to give you guys some ideas and some tips. I don't want you to say, oh, well, Bill's doing this, so I have to do that. Right? See if it applies. See if it applies to, to your garden or not. If we're talking about, you know, a workout or if we're talking about some mental stuff, you know, what I do may not be a perfect fit for you. But what can you do to apply it? I promise you this. Everything we're going to talk about on this is not outside of anybody's capability to do. You will have the tools for the training. Everybody does. And if you don't have the tools, you need to acquire the tools for the training. And training is meant to be uncomfortable. If you're doing the same thing over and over again and and you find comfort and ease in it, then it's not really training. Because when training becomes uncomfortable, that's when growth happens. Okay? We're going to pause here for a commercial break and we'll be right back. Are you tired of dealing with unreliable heating and electrical services? Well, look no further. Arc Electric Heating and Cooling is here to provide you with the best service in Colorado. Our highly trained technicians use state-of-the-art technology to ensure that your heating, cooling, and electrical systems are running smoothly. And with our commitment to affordability, you can trust that you'll get the best value for your money. We service the Denver Metro, Castle Rock, Castle Pines, Littleton, Centennial, Highlands Ranch, and Parker areas. So why wait? Call Arc Electric Heating and Cooling today and experience the peace of mind that comes with knowing that your heating, electric, and cooling systems are in good hands. Call us today at 303-656-3689. That's 303-656-3689. Arc Electric Heating and Cooling, where comfort and safety comes first. All right, thanks for joining us back um, for the Created to Be podcast. On the spiritual side of this and on the, you know, Bible side of this, you know, if you're if you're needing help with that, if you don't understand, you know, um, a lot of things with what the Bible is, you know, check out our live Facebook posting of our church service. There you can follow along with us at Sun Country Community Church in Elizabeth, Colorado. I think our Facebook is Sun Country CC. Our website is suncountrycc.com, and that's S-O-N, suncountrycc.com. Check it out. There's a lot of recordings there. We go through uh, many of the books. We've gone through Revelation, I think, three times. That's always a fascinating study if you're into eschatology or the end times. So as we look at this again, threefold strong spiritual, mental, and physical, ask yourself these questions. And then as we go forward, each one of the future podcasts will be filling one of these areas it'll be either about the physical it'll be about the mental or it'll be at the spiritual so guys thank you so much for joining us today this one's a short one but hopefully it gives you lots of things to think about through the course of this coming week and uh, we'll see you again next week on the created to be podcast with bill anderson thank you